Hello everyone and welcome to Converting in Color, a podcast dedicated to people of color who choose to live a Jewish lifestyle. I'm your host Candice and I'm here to share with you the challenges I face and am facing during my conversion process, whether it's how I want to translate my blackness to Judaism or the racism I and others who choose to share have endured in their race in their religious or spiritual journey. I started this podcast because I realized not only were there no books for conflicts of color, most resources provided that were written in an interview style never really allowed for non-white converts to have a voice. The closest was when an interviewer asked a black woman about the challenges in dating as a convert, and she had a quote, meanwhile other interviewees got to actually tell their stories. As a disclaimer, uh, I hope this is me not overstepping any bounds. I'm conducting this podcast as a quote, baby Jew. I don't claim to know everything, and I'm always open to corrections. At this point in time, I'm once again shul shopping, which happens to be the topic of our first episode, and I'm just sharing what I've learned and my experiences as a Black convert on this journey. In our first episode, I wanted to get down to basics and talk about the process of deciding to become Jewish and shul shopping. It is an important step in your journey, no matter which congregation or minha you attend, you need to find your home shul. Why? Because, especially as a convert, establishing and building a community is vital. Your first step is to understand that conversion is not necessary. Judaism only asks that you're a good person, and a conversion is not necessary for that. If you do realize, I want to take that next step, then you'll need to do research. You'll need to decide which uh, minhag, if you do have the option, and basically it's the way a particular group observes halakhic law or Jewish traditions, and you would need to decide your level of observance. The two-ish main groups of Jewish groups are the Ashkenazi, which are the Eastern European traditions, and Sephardi, Mezrahi, which are traditions based in Latin America, Northern Africa, Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, areas like that. If you like the idea of choosing your level of, of, of observance, uh, conservative or reform, are your best bet, and they are usually Ashkenormative. Um, the, con- the conversation you need to have with yourself is, what do I want to take with me on this journey? In other words, it's not just about giving up pork and shellfish or tattoos. It's also about how observant you are with your prayers and how willing you are to generally alter your current lifestyle. Here's my story. I started my journey mid to late 2020 it was the middle of the pandemic and there was nothing else to do or go other than social media at the time i was on i was in a facebook group where we would discuss spirituality and decolonizing it in this multicultural group this was the largest concentration of jewish people i've come to contact with like i knew people I went to school with who identified as Jewish, but I didn't know them well enough to ask them anything. 
in this Facebook group, I could listen to what they say and ask questions, ask any questions where appropriate. They gave me direction to look into which denomination I could potentially convert into as a, quote, baby Jew. I was really only aware of Ashkenazi Manhag and that they were set and that they separate themselves into denominations. So I figured reform was as liberal as it would get in Texas and uh, went that route. And I wasn't entirely wrong. And I researched my, I researched the closest reforms in in my area. The first thing I did was look to see if there were any black rabbis in my area, actually. Um, if there was one way to make the process any smoother, it would definitely be that there was someone who looked like me to guide me and help me understand the challenges I'd face as a black Jew. I was first recommended to speak to Rabbi Sandra Lawrence, but because she doesn't live in Texas, that was a problem. So the first rabbi I reached out to, we actually spoke on the phone initially, again, pandemic. He asked me what's become my least favorite question. Why do you want to become Jewish? We're the most hated. I simply responded, well, I'm black, so... And he was just tickled. He would act like, oh, he was like, oh, I think it's so funny when black people say that. Like, why would I, why, like, I would ask why but I'd be afraid of your answer. We'd eventually start to talk about my intention of infusing Judaism with my life and culture, and I told him that I, that I intended to incorporate my African-American spirituality with Judaism. He told me that that was not possible because African traditional religions used, have used pantheons and gods, and I told them that's not necessarily true and that there is room for my culture within Judaism. He brushed me off and told me that uh, he and another rabbi teach the intro to Judaism together through Zoom and that I should reach out to the other rabbi because he's also into Kabbalah and that I would be better under his tutelage. Okay, fine. So I reached out to the rabbi and we agreed to get lunch and he'd interviewed me. Basically, uh, get to know you at lunch, uh, feel to see how serious I am about actually converting. In the middle of our get to know you interview, interview he mentions out of nowhere, um, we have, we've had black congreg- congregants. And there was a pause and he continued as if he didn't just make an awkward interview even more awkward. It's like, I'm already an awkward person, and then he just made that, like, worse. Um, it was another ride with red, red flag between the, these two rabbis, but I chose to brush it off. As much as I know, as much as I know community is important, I'm more spiritual than religious, and their microaggressions was not going to stop me from what I felt like I was supposed to be doing. So I agreed to pay the admission fee for the class and the book, and even agreed to take the course again in the fall when it came up, since I was coming at the tail end of their program. A few months passed, and I was attending synagogue. 
uh, because of the pandemic, the amount of attendees were increasing by May, April, May 2021. While I was there, I was getting the feeling I was not welcomed. One Friday night after service, I was pulled over almost immediately by the police. The interaction was unusual to say the least. I pulled over to the closest gas station, rolled down my driver window, but the officer proceeded to my passenger side. Waving a flashlight in my car, she asked if I had any guns, drugs, paraphernalia, anything else she should be worried about. She also asked why was I out so late. It was like eight, nine o'clock on a Friday. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you mean by late. I really don't because I wasn't from around there clearly. I told her I was coming from Senegal and she left me off she left me off let me off without a, with a warning for my license plate light being out allegedly. And the drive out of the area was very eerie. I emailed the rabbi and told him what happened and mentioned that the area had a really shady history with racism and that I would be attending services virtually for a while. He told me he was sorry to hear but was surprised that it happened because the complex next to the synagogue has a very diverse population. I wanted to tell him so badly it didn't matter if the population was diverse. If I had to attend, if I couldn't attend services in the area, because the town gave me sundown town vibes. I asked if I could pick up a copy of the prayer book, but he never responded. I found it interesting that the rabbi whose synagogue I attended didn't show for the final intro class. I stayed behind on Zoom on the Zoom meeting and spoke to the other rabbi and I told them what happened. I spoke I hoped that after talking to him I would feel more comfortable possibly attending his congregation instead and he again asked me why I wanted to convert because we're the most hated and I gave the same answer as before and he responded the same way thinking it was cute trivializing my struggles as a black person not realizing as much as Jewish people are hated they also perpetuate just as much anti-black racism as their Christian counterparts and this was the final straw for me and I stopped and I started shopping again. A few months went by and I started a new job, told my new co-worker what happened and half-jokingly asked her if they knew any black Jews. She told me she knew three and two of them went to a synagogue like 20 minutes away from work. I went that Friday and the moment I entered I felt a welcoming flood wash over me and that brought me to literal tears. My intuition guided me a lot through this journey and it told me that I could look for other places to attend, but I would always be welcome here. I found my home shul. In the black community, we have a similar concept of shul shopping in terms of finding a church home. Finding a church home or home shul isn't just about finding your community, it's also about how the clergy resonates with you. No one is perfect, But if you feel uncomfortable somewhere, it's no reason to stay. I've tried to save places where I felt unwelcomed and there's no telling what could have happened. Currently, I'm shul shopping. I feel like I've found my home shul somewhere 
I do overall feel welcomed and have established a community, but I feel as though I'm lacking spiritual guidance. Because of the ordeals I have gone through, I've decided to conduct a few tests for diversity. Before I reach out to a rabbi, I would look at the pictures they may have available on their in their synagogue um, to see if there are any faces that look like mine. Then I would contact the clergy to see if, when I, if and when I can attend a service. Uh, this is the part of shopping for me is to make sure that my presence won't be tokenized. Tokenizing doesn't make you inclusive or diverse, it's just embarrassing. And to the rabbis who listen to this, something that must be addressed is the implicit bias when it comes to how you treat outsiders based on race. If you're trying to keep everyone safe, y'all need to either assume everyone is a risk or no one is. My sister assumed I was treated the way I was at the first synagogue I attended because the people assumed that I was a Hebrew Israelite. I spoke to a black Jew who told me when they were seeking conversion, a synagogue they assumed, uh, a synagogue they attended, they were assumed to be a part of a a terrorist organization, one that this person had never heard of because they just moved from a different state. But on the flip side, synagogues will allow white outsiders who will go as far as to masquerade as Jewish and invade spaces. And y'all don't really question it until it's too late. And that's not fair. I think that's all uh, I have time for today. As I said in the beginning, I created this podcast as a resource for Jews of color to know you're not alone if you've ever felt othered for your decision to convert. And if you're willing, I would love to hear from you and share your experiences. Thank you.